Hey guys, it's Gabe. Just wanted to really quickly remind everyone, this is a recording of a Twitch stream that Chris and I did about an hour after we found out Louisville would not make the NCAA tournament. Uh, so this is a recording. There was, you know, shout out to everyone who joined us. I think we had like 25 at the height, which was pretty dope. Had plenty of comments, plenty of, of fun. Some UK fans jumping in and, and dunking on us, which, you know, it, it is whatever. Uh, but I think, you know, we really captured kind of the first frustration, sadness, mild sports depression <laughs> that we all have going into, you know, not making the tournament this season. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thanks as always for listening and we will talk to you next time. Enjoy the show. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. Hello. We should be good now, Chris. Yeah, I see us now, so we're good. <laughs> um, how's everyone doing out there <laughs> in the chat? I think Hang- <laughs> the the, be- the best question to answer or to ask to start this off is, uh, I mean, I was probably going to be drinking either way, but I- I'm surprised you're not. I, it- it I actually bourbon, meant to grab bourbon, I- and it was. I-, I meant to grab a drink before we got started, and uh... <laughs> yeah, I had to put away the bourbon for a moment because I'm like, I'm just going to be hammered for this uh, <laughs> this-, this talk. So I'm actually, I'm like, I'm like hot beer. as hell, so I'm going to take off the jacket. I'm wearing my uh, my still got that fat ass Ringdo shirt, which I, I thought yeah. was just going to be the vibe, you know, just like it's very appropriate. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, Chris, we are here. We are recording. This is our 69th episode ever. And what a, you know, not nice situation to be in right now. Uh, The Louisville Cardinals uh, were bounced from the NCAA tournament, the 69th team for the 69th episode. Uh, They did not make the field of uh, 68 were the last team out. And we're going to talk about it. And that's not going to be very fun, Chris. Uh, So let's start here. When did you know that Louisville was not going to be in the field? What team showing up was it for you? I mean, I feel like everyone probably had a strong feeling going into the last region, but you still had a little hope. I really thought that UCLA was going to be out going to the the final bracket. But I I think the the moment for everyone was with Syracuse. Um, Yeah, I I think Syracuse and Wichita State were the two that I was like, oh, God. Yeah, um, I even said I mean, when Wichita State showed up, I was like, "Uh oh!" I said, I texted some buddies, and my buddies like, "Don't you, don't you freaking do this to me!" And let me uh, <laughs> go let ahead. me say that Louisville would be like the perfect fan base if this was just like a criminal act, and they they should have been in the tournament, and this was just like the most shocking result ever for it to happen <laughs> to. Just because of the way I've seen Twitter in the last hour, I think it would even be like magnified even more because it's an absolute fucking war zone out there um (laughs) but you know i'm looking over just glancing at the resumes of these teams and almost all of them you'll see multiple quad one wins some bad losses for all of them but time and time again (laughs) the tournament committee just shows that they're going to value more of who you've beaten than who you've lost to 
a lot of people were saying that, you know, the, the Miami loss was like the death knell um, for, for, for Louisville's tourney hopes. But that, I think it's more of the lack of a, a good win kind of mixed with Oregon State last night. I think obviously Louisville would have been in without the Oregon State upset of um, – yeah. Yeah. Who did, who did they beat? Colorado. Um, yeah. Or even, but, or even if uh, Georgetown wins, <laughs> but that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing at the end of the day is like, it, I, I want to, I want to say that I, I'm not going to take like excuses for the COVID for the 39 point losses, but the same thing that we talked about in the podcast is it's the cancellation of games because I really, yeah. really think that between Syracuse and Virginia Tech, Louisville goes at minimum one and one in those games. You beat Syracuse and you're going up head to head, to head against them in the NCAA tournament committee room. That's a really strong argument. I knew this wasn't the point that we were going to like start at, according to the little doc we made. <laughs> the, the, I, I think just letting it out for the first thirty minutes is just the best way to go. And no, man, let's go where let's go wherever so we can. Yeah. And I've got I, I look look how like fancy I am. I've I've got our nice browser here. Look at that, guys. Look at everybody. Shout out to everyone listening to the chat. Oh, if you're not aware, shit. if you're not aware, we're recording this, uh, recording this live on Twitch. I just realized Chris is not going to be able to see my screen, so he's going to be. A no, I, I, I can see it. I'm watching the stream. He's going to be a few delayed, seconds so. behind um, <laughs> when I pull these things up. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. When we, I, I think. And I tweeted it out and I still stand pretty firmly behind my tweet. I think both things can be true. And I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm both frustrated because this team had opportunities. They could have beaten Virginia. They could have beaten Duke. Uh, they could have won another, you know, won another of these winnable games, uh, you know, these quad one games, you know, um, and maybe, sh- you know, sure, shored up that quad two area. Um, but I also know that. I just feel like even when you you kind of loop in St. Louis, it it does look like the teams, especially the mid majors that played the complete schedules, were were rewarded, and that's probably. I mean, I don't know. That's such a difficult thing to 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 talk about. But you know, I, I'm there right there with you. I mean, Louisville would have they you know they had Syracuse twice. You know, Syracuse would not be in this tournament if Louisville had beaten them once. They wouldn't have. Right. If and they had won the thing and if, if they had won one of the two and they had split head to head and then you have that that then they're really, you know, both combined. And then if you have to de- if you have to, um, you know, you, you have the game against Georgia Tech, the game against uh, Virginia Tech that gets moved back. Uh, and, and those are opportunities as well. Um they they would have figured something out and and maybe they don't but they they then you know you go into this final week of the season you go into this you, you they skip that Virginia Tech game that last that second chance at a Virginia Tech game a team you've already beaten and you know um you know you know that it's it's it, it could have been better um and, and you know that you do had a different opportunity so they go to Virginia they know they need to beat Virginia Virginia finds out that Notre Dame has beaten Florida State and now they can clinch the the regular season championship and plays one of their better performances of the year against Louisville um, and then this Louisville basketball team has a week to know they get to play Duke again a team they've beaten twice and they have to beat them to confirm that this is going to be the game and it doesn't happen um, yep. and I, I, so I'm, I'm both ups, frustrated with how this ended out and how the, you know, how the teams, um, 
you know, how they performed when they had the opportunity to kind of make up for that on the backside. You know, that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it's it's a lot inter- more entertaining to, you know, come out here and really feel like mobile was screwed or something like that. But it's just it's not the case. And that's no. like the, the there's it, it sucks because you have back to back seasons now where there feels like there is no finality to the situation because like what you just said, Louisville gets a complete, slate, exactly a complete season. They don't miss games. You feel like whatever, one way or another, I can come in here and be strong on how I feel about Chris Mack and the things I want to say about him. And is he the right guy and all of this, but you know, the, the, we spent, you know, our longest podcast that we've had in the history of the show, an hour <laughs> and 45 minutes talking about the Chris Mack situation. I think we've done a really good job about it. Um, but you, you can't even like be strong enough no. on how you feel about them because the way the last two years have went, like we talked about going into that Syracuse game that we felt like Louisville was a terrific matchup for that Syracuse right. game, because especially the given how they had been playing leading up to yeah. it. And I, and I don't want to get too bogged down on that, but it, 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 you know, you're, you're talking about micro things when you're splitting these teams and you're talking about micro things, when you're defining a season, Louisville gets into the tournament and Syracuse's seed who avoids the first four, they win a game. People are shifting the narrative on the season the entire way. The, the, the guys that defended Mac are, are taking a victory lap for, for winning one game in the tournament, <laughs> which is not even the, to the standard of Louisville. But you know, it's that's, that's my frustration is that once again, I am in a place where I, I can't feel strongly about the future of Louisville basketball. And I can't feel strongly about if the guy at the helm is the right guy, because I, I don't have the data and it's three years. And I feel like I need to have the gated, data game. Like, it, 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 you know, schools move on from guys at, at the, at, in, in three years anymore. So it's, it's unfortunate to me that I don't have the data. And it could be, and I, not to, not to make this about, the NCAA and, and moving down the line, I, there's a really good chance you don't have that data for three more years. You know, yeah. what if what if the IARP figures things out and Louisville has to impose a postseason, get imposed a postseason ban for two years? And then, you you know, and then it's going to take time for Chris Mack to build this thing back up. And, you know, keep in mind, Chris Mack gets another year in his contract for every year that the NCAA takes away from him. So he's not going away, even if that happens. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, maybe he can just eat these years that we're dealing with the NCAA and move on from there. And folks, that's just that's, you know, that could be the situation, but that's that's not a, a quick and easy. That's not a, a quick uh, you know, solution. That's something down the line. Um, I, I want to seize on the anger part because I, I feel like I was yeah, angry. Let, let, let's talk about the reaction because uh, we need to discuss that. I feel like I was angrier 30 minutes ago and now it's just kind of like setting into sadness and depression. But like. <laughs> On a scale of the, the existential state for on for a scale, yeah, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, how mad are you? I think I should put it comparatively speaking to where I've where been I upset, maddest, where I was maddest the moment of this season. <laughs> I think that probably the the most frustrating moment for me this season was after the the uh, the Miami loss. 
Yeah. Was it worse than the Wisconsin loss? The Wisconsin loss was just criminal levels of embarrassing. But, <laughs> we can go to um, I think it was probably after the Miami loss. So I'm not I'm not angry, man. I'm just like I'm more I think I'm more annoyed and more frustrated, but it's not about like missing the tournament. It's more about not knowing what the future holds. Because I'm like, I can't I can't be strong on like an opinion I have about, about Louisville head coach. Like it was one thing with, with Bobby and I'm not even, I'm not even like trying to compare the guys. I'm just saying it, it was one thing with the football situation. It's where an you, easy comparison. You knew, yeah. <laughs> you knew it was so bad immediately and you knew like where things, where things laid, but yeah. now it's not even like close to that. And I think that's what frustrates me the most. I'm, I'm going to keep repeating that because that's what it is. Like, I I just don't feel strongly one way or another, and I don't know if he's the guy, and I don't have the answer for you. Yeah, I think uh, I think in, in response to that, I think the one thing that this does, and like I even, and this is terrible. I hate being this guy. I'm too positive of a guy, Chris. I'm too. Positive. I love that. I love that. I have the Nike on, by the way, for this podcast. <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out to Swoosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing what Dita's at. Uh, it's mostly because my hair is trash in the back. Whatever. <laughs> um, I um, I almost feel like this in some ways just clears the clears. It, it, it sets a state of affairs for what the next three years are. And like I said, the NCAA makes the next, you know, what that path look like incredibly opaque. We have no idea what it's going to look like. But I, I do think that Chris Mack now, Every Louisville fan out there would 100 percent agree to a varying degree. The seat is warm. The seat is potentially hot. You have to perform next season. I don't care what you do to the roster, but what happened this season is not Louisville basketball. At the end of the day, the outcome, I think along the way, it was Louisville basketball. There were opportunities, there were chances, and there are different reasons why the outcome wasn't the desired outcome that we look for. But the outcome is not Louisville basketball. And, and, I, and, I, and I and I think I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. To say I, I don't think that we were strong enough on that aspect during our podcast because no. we had like a very in-depth conversation. <laughs> um, it, it is kind of silly that, you know, one team away and you're in the tournament and people are looking at it differently. But, you know, that that sucks. That's life. It's tough for you, dude. Like it's a, it's a make or miss, it's a make, make or miss job a shot yeah. goes in at the, a shot goes in for, you know, any coach in America and they go to the elite eight instead of the sweet 16. Maybe they keep their job. Maybe the narrative is different, but the fact of the matter is Louisville isn't in the NCAA tournament and it doesn't matter how that happened. It doesn't matter if uh, it, against my wishes, it doesn't matter if there was a, a pandemic or, or anything like that. The reality is people are pissed and that's all that matters that's right and, wrong and it's uniformly pissed and it's people there are people who are defending him a little bit ago who now don't mind you know are are, are you know I, i'm definitely more critical now than i was than i was for 24 hours ago 48 hours ago so it's it's quite interesting i i don't know that i mean i 
he has to do better. He, ha- you know, he has to do better next season. So I, I think, you know, maybe what I would, I would call uh, seven, seven, half, eight out of 10, just anger, because this is just, this isn't who we are. This isn't, you know, not, not being here. And I'm, I'm sympathetic. I will go down the street with you. I think the, I think some of the excuses, I listened to a lot of you know ESPN radio before this while I was doing dishes and, 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 you know, putting my son to bed and helping out. And I, I hear like all oh, the, you know, we didn't want this guy. We, we didn't, you know, we wanted someone else. And, <laughs> and Mark Ennis, God bless him, was just like, okay, but, but who, who did you want? Right. And <laughs> like, it's okay to be upset a, now, but who did you want then? This was, everyone wanted this guy. That's <laughs> an entirely different discussion. And we have a few people saying, you know, the seat's not hot. Tower won't pay that bow and things like that. I disagree with you. I don't think you can – I've talked about this before. Vince Tyra is a wild card. He's never been an athletic director before. He is a fan. Yeah. He is a very online yes. fan. He's a very online fan. And the guy you – know, you know, people can say he's cheap, and that may be. But if there is a growing sentiment of people pissed and it reaches you know, a, a, a tipping point, Vince Tyra will pull that trigger. I promise you. And to say with any degree of certainty that he wouldn't, I think is foolish. I, I really don't think you can predict that one way or another for a guy that is in his first athletic director job. I, you know, I, and it, it, yeah. it may be even a mistake if he does it, but I, I wouldn't say that at all. I, I think he would be the type to give in to public pressure more than not. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. And I, I, it's, you know, I, I think some of the most interesting reactions or some of the, you know, uh, you know, you saw a guy like Jonathan Blue who's a huge donor, is a huge booster for this university, public guy and was livid, pissed. I don't know how pissed he is at Mac, but he was pissed at the situation. And I mean, say what we will about some of the media guys. I think some of them annoy us, but but some of them are plugged into the boosters. So I, I would I would definitely be listening in. Over the next, you know, week or so, you know, assuming this team doesn't get in for a COVID reason, which we'll talk about later. But um, I just I, I think the fans, the the expectation next year is just much higher. And I don't think it's just make the tournament. It's it's win two games in the tournament next year. It's if you're going to get Carly Jones back, you get Carly Jones back and you get, you know, Malik, a healthy Malik Williams and you get it finally another center and you get a tr- grad transfer and you get Samuel Williamson in the gym figuring out his three point shot. And, you know, I don't know what happens to David Johnson. I, I will say I'm like absolute hot take. I'm going to drop here 18 minutes of this podcast. I do <laughs> not want David Johnson and Carly Jones just running the same deal back. Yeah. I don't yeah, want it. I, I just don't want the same going. thing. I don't know who I don't know how that happens, but the the last 10 games of this season or the last you know six games of the season since Clemson, like I think outside of Carly Jones at Duke, like when has when has that pair really worked? Uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, t- t- to your point, I'll, I'll read you some offensive numbers that I please, tweeted please. So Louisville's adjusted offensive efficiency is 84th on Ken Palm. I've um, got it. I've got the Ken Palm profile open. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> in it. So some of the conference standings, they're 11th in the ACC in offense. There's they're that. 15th in the ACC in effective field goal percentage. They're 15th in the ACC in three-point percentage. It's not good, 12th Chris. 12th in the ACC in two-point percentage. They're 12th in the ACC in free-throw percentage. 
And that for both of these local teams, because Kentucky can't shoot a lick either for both of these <laughs> local teams, the, the priority should absolutely be shooters. Um, Which they already address with Matt Cross. That's abundantly clear. With they've already clear clearly started to address with Matt Cross. You and I both agree that Justin Powell is a is a absolute. You pull every stop out to bring that kid to campus, and you figure that shit out. I don't know if he's going to want to go to a non tournament team, but um, you figure that shit out for sure. (laughs) How excited are you about Matt Cross, though? Really, I'm like honest, like not like I'm like a four or five out of 10. Like I'm okay, like, sure. I could see it going one way or another. Um, but I, you know, I, I can say it. Um, you don't, you don't have to, to row with me on this, but we, I have heard about how there was a little bit of disagreement amongst the staff about yeah. making him, you know, a priority. And there were some guys that were on him and there were some guys that weren't on him to come to Louisville. Um, so I do find that interesting, but it is a shooter. It is obviously what they need. Um, so we'll see. Um, but I just wanted to ask you how excited you were about Matt cross. Uh, <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, no, I mean, like I said, just, just kind of uh so, so no, man. I mean, you look at this report, this is not, you know, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to the to all of the the offense has always been trash. Uh, th- this team was fun to watch last year many times. I agree with you. Like uh, like you. don't d- like yes, they walked the f- they walked the ball up the floor that entire second half against Duke. Uh, that sucked. Virginia the offense was suck. Um and uh, you know, but don't tell me you didn't have fun watching this team go at it against Michigan. Don't tell me you didn't have fun at Duke. This offense can be fun. I I, I think a hundred percent the operative of the issues with this offense this year is that they're fifteenth in the conference in three point percentage. They shot thirty percent from three in conference play. They're not, effect- not they're, having. They're, go ahead. And, and 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 I said it early in the season. I. Don't know if if Josh Nickelberry is a good basketball player, <laughs> but not but not playing him minus the injuries and not playing JJ Trainer early in the season, we really had no opportunity to find out. And that was, if I want to like really go after Mac for something, that is it. It is mismanagement of the roster because these are guys that you could have yep. played early. Yep. Like you, you you talk about March six. March 6th that Jalen Withers needs to play the floor. Bro, Malik Williams wasn't going to be a factor. We 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 hoped. Right. We hoped that Malik Williams would play. But in the back of their mind, it was always like, is it really, really going to be the same? So take take your moments, take your opportunity, get JJ Trainer at the five and see what that looks like. That never happened enough. Yeah, we're talking about rosters. I, I just want to you know, shout out the chat. I see some guys talking about the Super Six. Um, yeah. Listen, I I, I do want to say I, I yes, I, I don't even want to necessarily say the Super Six has been a huge bust because I think it's really just I really think it's been more Nickelberry and 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 Agehan and just Agehan sort of being the crown jewel of that cr- class and kind of being it is being a dud um, because I do sincerely think Jalen Withers. 
hundred percent by the end of this time could prove that class completely wrong. So I don't, I'm not I like, Jay, I think Jalen Withers is a pro. So, uh, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it's been a, a, a super bust. I, and I understand it's frustrating. I understand Samuel Williamson, you know, we see the name burger boy and we want him to, to instantly be, you know, <laughs> instantly be what, you know, like, you know, what a UK burger boy is. I, I, I completely get that, but, um, I'm not I'm not ready to, to go that that far on it, but I, I completely understand the frustration because I do think that that Aiden Gahan was a huge whiff and Josh Nickelberry were a huge whiff. And if those two guys are on the roster next season, I'm going to be incredibly surprised. So there's that. <laughs> um, I anything else about this, like initial roster stuff I wanted to wanted to move uh, different. I'll just just get a few random uh, one random tidbit out there please, that I have please. heard. Well, well, two. Um, so the first one is that I don't think that Devin Askew will be at Kentucky very long. <laughs> like, I know he reaffirmed he come back and maybe it works out. I don't cheer for Kentucky to win basketball games, but I'm never going to pal on a kid. If it works out for him, it's great. But yeah. he has reached out to a few schools in the local area, Indiana and Louisville being one of those. And they both said, no, thanks. Um, <laughs> I have that on something I feel comfortable enough putting out there or I wouldn't be saying it. Um, and then there will be a, the, the transfer season in general is just going to be an absolute like bonkers season. But no question. Yeah, I just wanted to get those two things out there and we can we can move on. No, definitely. I, I wanted to move on to a different question and, and, and just game out, you know, uh, do you feel, is there any part of you, Chris, that feels like Louisville was robbed? I mean, <laughs> I, I had a problem with Syracuse being a 10 seed. I didn't have a problem with them being in. Um, were they, a, were they a 10 seed or? Yeah, they were a 10, they were a 10 seed. They were oh, okay. 10 I wasn't sure if they were like an 11 that wasn't in. Let's, I, I just want to pull up these, these profiles from, from the dude you have a hot, hot. Solid, solid Twitter follow um, to compare to. He doesn't even have Utah State, which I know you'd mentioned um, the Syracuse, the, the Syracuse deal here. They're the 11th seed. They weren't in the 11th seed, but they just didn't. They're not in the first fourth. What it is. Yeah. That's so they were 40th in the net. Syracuse was one in seven in, in Q1, I think is what that means. He, he accidentally went there six and one in Q2, which is Louisville's record as well. Their only Q1 win was on the road at number 73, NC State. Louisville. Syracuse is the one I keep coming back to, and I don't even want to feel pissed off because I feel like it's just excuse making. And Louisville no, it's 100 percent excuse that, making. But. but I just want to note these things. I just I, I, I here's the thing is Louisville should never have let it get here. Right. They, they should never have let it get to the, the committee, be able to make this decision against them. And they did it. <laughs> Um, yeah, this Syracuse record is, yeah, I mean, what their best, their best one of the season is legitimately, well, I guess it's at home against Virginia Tech, but look at this non-con, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> just I'm absolute, aware of it. Uh, just absolute trash. Um, uh, another one is, uh, is, is Wichita State. 
who were who was the lowest ranked team in the net. Um, number 72 had one more quality one win than Louisville. I think it's important to note that that was Houston. So top 10 yep. team and uh, the Shockers. That's won. why I have less of a problem with it. That, I, I understand that they won. They did. You know, they had they had similar COVID issues to Louisville and they went out and they proved themselves. I mean, the same thing with Georgetown. Georgetown went out and, uh, you know, they they had a tough year. They they had several COVID pauses and goodness gracious, they had a lot of issues in the offseason and they came out and they won their conference tournament. And that's what Mitch uh, Barnhart kind of said in his his non-answer answer. But um, I, I think the, Syracuse the, is probably the, the one that people, I think, definitely have the most issues with. Um, like NC Barnhart State shouldn't stuff. count here for <laughs> like that's trash, dude. The uh, Mitch Barnhart stuff, I want to say people like Louisville fans are supposed to get pissed off at that. But that's that's top five rivalry moment, dude. It's I yeah. mean, that to me, that to me is just and like. You have to embrace that. I'm not saying I I, I don't think I don't know, man. Like, I I don't think there was a moment where Mitch Barnhart was like Louisville shouldn't get in like audibly. But if you don't think my guy is going to be out there at the steakhouse at what, whatever, what's the steakhouse in Lexington? What's it called? Steakhouse in Lexington. What's it like Malone's it's called. If you don't think my guy is going to be is not going to be up in Malone's ordering expensive bourbons we've never heard of he better not be dr- laughing be with with you i don't know about that laughing with the craft family about keeping little out of the tournament you're nuts he's gonna do it and he's gonna laugh about it and people behind closed doors are always gonna joke about it and that's fine that's okay it's a great rivalry it's funny it's, it's funny. funny like <laughs> it's it's okay you don't you don't have to get that, that, that's good shit like i i'm not even gonna get mad about that Re- uh, reading reading a few things syracuse had a better show in the ac tournament people saw that dude nc state's garbage <laughs> NC's like i'm just not gonna like louisville didn't get to beat nc state they would have beat them 89 to 68 they would have uh eyeball test Syrac- they played they played virginia really strong completely agree and i'm sure i'm sure that was a a, 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 a game the committee watched that's a great point the eye test completely understand that who needs a better season next year satterfield or mac a great question i think i have an answer to that though. Who, who, what's your answer for that one i would say satterfield not heartbeat I think it's probably I think it's probably Satterfield. I think Mac, I, I think I think the, the bar, the the thing I I think is that the gap between what Mac has to do to make next year passable and what Satterfield has to do yeah. to make make next year passable is is like it's it's a huge difference. Satterfield has to do. A yeah, lot. I mean, it, Satterfield needs to go seven and five or I'm going to be out here like talking shit. And that's so. going to be really difficult. <laughs> like that's like that's just going to be really yeah. hard. Not to not to make yeah. this about football. But that, that was a great question. But speaking of Mac, we can move on to the next question I have for you, Chris. Uh, Chris Mack was supposed to speak tonight, assuming that they got into the NCAA tournament. They did not. Um, now he's speaking tomorrow at one thirty. How should Chris Mack react? What what is we talk about winning the press conference? What would winning the press conference tomorrow look to you for Chris Mack? And then what do you think he's actually going to do? Because I don't think he's going to do anything we want him to do. But what do you think he's actually going to do? So So we have talked about we have talked about two things with this team. Um, And this is not really back to Mac. This is can go back to since Rick Bettino is gone. And even at the back end of the Rick Bettino years, we have looked for a a dog on this team. And we think that comes from like the, the, the coach and that mentality that, that Mac brought to Xavier. 
um, just the fiery energy. And that's what you want to see back tomorrow. You want to see responsibility. You want to see decisiveness in his answers. And you want to see a guy who appears to have the same edge that he did when he was at Xavier. You want to see the guy that's at the press conference really fired up about Mick Cronin and his players doing a bunch of silly shit on the court. That's what you want to see. Now, what he does probably responds lukewarmly. Um, and, you know, I, he'll definitely take responsibility and that'll make me happy because he needs to take responsibility. And I don't think you'll have any problem about that. I think you'll get bluntness from Chris Mack. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's one thing I've always respected about the guy, Mattis's coaching abilities is like going to a press conference and knowing that you're going to hear straight answers because you never got that from Rick Vitino. I think you're going to hear conversations about the NCAA stuff hanging over their head. And I don't think that's a good decision, <laughs> but I think he'll say stuff like that. I, I think he'll, he'll mention that at least in some form or fashion about, you know, the NCAA stuff hanging over their head and, and, and hurting recruiting. And by the way, I think that's a terrible answer. If he says that, I I will rightfully clown him because I, I think, you know, you, you posted the pictures on Twitter of who was the assistant coach. Um, Luke Murray posting the, the, the picture of the Final Four in Atlanta. And obviously that team didn't have the opportunity to do that. Um, but <laughs> they didn't appear that they were going to be doing that, but just little things like that. Like he openly embraced the recruiting class of the super six. So if he says things like that, he should be rightfully flamed. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he does say things like that. So, yeah, I think I want to see, I want to see that anger as well. I want to see, I want to see him both angry. I don't mind it. it <sighs> I don't know. Like, I think he's going to talk about COVID and I think, I think there's definitely going to be some level of, we were penalized for COVID. Like I, I feel like he's going to say that. And while I, I agree with that to some level, I just don't want that to be the overwhelming theme. I want him to be, you know, we're going to get in the gym. We're going to work hard. We're going to rethink this roster and decide what we need to do moving forward. I want him to acknowledge that this isn't Louisville basketball. This isn't the outcome that Louisville fans should be happy with or are happy with and that he has to do better regardless of what the circumstances are. And I don't know how much of that we're going to get. I, I, I don't know. I, um, <laughs> I want a game plan too, man. I do too. Like I, I, I talked about how, you know, early in the season, Louisville had been like a really efficient pick and road team. And for whatever reason, few teams you know found a way to defend them they struggled in those games then they completely abandoned that offensive identity they went to isolation they yep. went to more spot-up shooting yep um which was bad for to, a non-good shooting yeah. team to do which we talked <laughs> <Correct>. about <laughs> and i'm not gonna get like too nerdy in it into numbers but i felt like they completely ad- abandoned like an offensive identity that they had established pretty well completely agree that western kentucky game dude like the way we felt about that team at that time and the way we feel about them now, it's just remarkable. Like it is, it's it's stunning to me. It is. It's crazy. It's just, that was that, that Western Kentucky game was so much fun. Uh, Even the, the Seton Hall game, it's, it was, it was so jarring to watch the last since Wednesday, the last, you know, four days of basketball. 
and just watch like these fantastic games, these high level games get played and just know, know how far away that felt for me. It it was Mm -hmm. like, that's the type of basketball we want to play. We want to play up-tempo Illinois, Ohio state basketball. Like, uh, like, yes, I'm glad this team has David Johnson. I don't think uh, I think no Louisville fan would trade David Johnson for Andre Corbello. But remember that this this program told Andre Corbello, it's all right. We're not going to move forward with you over for David Johnson. Just remember that. Just remember it. And yeah, and I mean, I I think that I think that the, the, the tempo I'm not even going to address Tank in the chat right now because I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> He's just being it. Shout out to Tank, yeah, just being a UK yeah, fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the tempo stuff gets a little overplayed. We talked about that in the pod. Again, I'm not going to bog people down with numbers. Um, but that really hasn't been the identity of Chris Mack before this season. Louisville played at a reasonable tempo last year. And mostly throughout his career at Xavier, they played at reasonable temp- tempos. This year has been right. like super slow. Right. I don't know why, but I think it's more of an outliner. Yeah. It's, I, I, and I, I just, I don't know, man, the effort, man. Like, it's just like, I hate going into these games and it's one thing if they, it's one thing if you're in a battle with Duke and you're fighting and they just out, you know, they outplay you. Like, you know, I, I think that Syracuse game with Virginia was a great kind of point to pull it. They lost that game, but I think that made a difference with the, the, the committee. I don't know. I don't know if that's ever going to get mentioned, but that's a game where you felt like Syracuse belongs. I'm glad someone brought that up in the chat. Cardinal strong did. That's a game where it felt like Syracuse belonged and Louisville didn't look like it belonged with Duke uh, on that game. And they didn't look like they belonged with Virginia in that game. And what's like, like think about it. what's a nationally watched game that Louisville looked like they belong. The Kentucky game, Virginia, Virginia tech. But was that a game that national people were watching? It was on ESPN at, you know, seven o'clock at night. I think so. It was early in the season. It was early in the season. Probably a lot of people are not going to watch college basketball early in the season. Uh, That was, you know, have a lot of draft prospects. So probably not. That's the middle of any game. That would be it. No, that's that's a good point. You know, I mean, but I think North, you know, North Carolina, a game they should have showed up for. They they I mean, I understand why they didn't, but it would have been nice if it would have been closer. Um, Duke. You know, maybe the committee's watching that and, and that's a good game, but, you know, it's not held to high regard. And then, you know, Virginia and Duke again, as we talked about, you know, I just I just want to see them compete. I, I want to see, you know, greater competition. You know, we've talked uh, so much about how, you know, as Jeff Gear puts it, these guys are it's a bunch of friendly dudes. Uh, <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I think that's like that that breaks to the core, the shooting and then the, just the mentality. And I cannot understand the mentality of the three teams that Chris Mack has had here because they were not those guys at Xavier. Not at all. The Xavier opposite. in Cincinnati was fucking massacre. That's what I want. That's what I like. I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. Uh, people here tweet at the, the reporters, not like dirty, like not like jerk ways, but just that's what I want to hear from Chris Mack. It feels like the energy of the first three years has been the exact opposite of people. Xavier. People want people want Louisville and the coach to be a little bit, a little bit of an asshole, even if they won't admit it. And I they think do. I, I think the listen, like 
so much is said about the roosters thing, the lake life guy, like, like he's just a down home dude. And, you know, I was listening to the radio and, and like someone said, it's like, those are the types of things that when you're like in a, in a positive relationship with someone, you love those yep. things. But yep. when things go bad, those are the things that you're like, yo, I hate this dude because he's always at roosters and, he, and he's making these dumb videos in his basement. Uh, like that doesn't work if you're losing and it almost like makes things worse for me. Um, sort of in the same, I mean, we had the same thing with Rick, like when Louisville was losing, like Pete Rick's routine got old quick, you know, like we just got, we got annoyed with it. It was cute when, when we were like, oh yeah, you know, we only lost, you know, five games this year and, and Rick's kind of a jerk to the random guy every now and then. And that's and Rick funny. saying he's that's, Rick saying he's played like one Egyptian and yeah, three like that stuff's weird, saying, dude. Yeah. Like that stuff's yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to break up the monotony of this and talk a little bit about just some general takes on the bracket or? Uh, yes, which I'm going to be. Let's let's uh, I, I had suggested that we we do a bracket together. OK, would you, would you be interested in doing that? Let's let's do a bracket together. Do you, you have a bracket? Like my... in, you want you have a bracket in front of you. Yeah, I filled out a bracket of just first gut expectations. Well, no, you like shouldn't I have said that. Do. We're not we're not doing this. We're not, yeah. okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll this is it. your first bracket, but uh, okay. okay. Let's start. Let's start in this upper left corner. Let's start with with, with the West. Um, okay. True or false? Gonzaga will coast to the final four. True. Okay. So let's just let's just <laughs> so move. we we can we can put them in the final four. <laughs> but let's move from there. Uh, Oklahoma, Missouri. I'm going to Oklahoma. I think think Oklahoma wins that game. Um, I just like I'm never going to give Missouri like like, you know, shout out to shout out to all the Missouri alums out there in the media industry. But uh, I just always love that. Your your gauchos. We're moving them on. Right, man. I'm going to have to. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one, but right now let's let's just move them on. Let's move them um, on. I yeah. think Creighton Creighton was on fraud watch. They did not look great against Georgetown. That <laughs> is just like out of out of all the five seeds that I could have them playing, I would confidently pick anyone else except like for they're Creighton. playing Tennessee, Tennessee, Nova, Colorado, any of those. Easy. That is the one that gives me pause, just because I know those dudes can light them light the fucking ball up. Ohio over Virginia. Is that happening? Ohio over Virginia, hundred uh, percent. USC over Wichita Drake. I'm gonna go. I, I feel like USC is really underseated. I remember when we mm-hmm. saw that. I was like USC is six. Like I was like five. I was assuming for them four. I think would wouldn't have been crazy. I think they had a good year. And I think Mobley. I'm really excited to see him play. I'm right with you. I'll put value on the the one and done guy. Uh, Kansas and East Washington. Well, if you really wanted to like be kind of weird in your bracket, Kansas said that they're going to already be without three players. That's something that's out there. Do we know who those three players are? Are they good ones? We we don't know anything about them. You could pick Eastern Washington, but obviously I'm going to go Kansas. Just I think like people are going to get too weird on that. And we'll we'll go there. Uh, Oregon or VCU. I was really huge on Oregon and they just I was really surprised at how poorly they played in the Pac-12 tournament. How do you feel? I'll take Oregon. I'll take Oregon still. Uh, I think Iowa, uh, like shout out to Grand Canyon. Uh, I'm going to go USC over Kansas because of what we mentioned. Iowa, Oregon. Do we like the Ducks? I'm going to go Oregon over Iowa. Let's go Oregon over Iowa. Uh, I could pull up the Ken Palm really quick on USC, Oregon. 
but I'm not going to. <laughs> How do you feel? <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Oregon again. And again, these are things that I could change my opinion on um, because that's a potential place you can you know, screw up your bracket because VCU could absolutely beat Oregon. Um, but if Oregon gets some confidence and gets going, uh, I think they make a run. So the folks for the folks who listen on the pod, what's, you know, the the guys you're, you you've got your eyes on 100 percent oh we didn't even do this the gauchos versus ohio who we got there the gauchos we're moving the gauchos on. Um, okay you're all about the gauchos like you would not be shocked at all if the gauchos made the sweet 16 is what you're telling me oh 100 and they'll probably be like a little bit more of a trendy pick now that 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 creighton just blew an absolute egg yeah um i'm not so sure that's a wise thing but that's a team that stormed through their conference um me and the homies in the the discord just bet the hell out of them which is fun um, <laughs> and just yeah i mean like they they have tons of like transfers um they're really good defensively they're really good offensively i think that they could beat creighton mm-hmm. and i think that they could beat be in the sweet sweet 16 and i think they could give gonzaga all the problem in the world um, I, we just said at the top of this, that we have Gonzaga, you know, kind of storming there, but I think that's a team that's capable of beating them on their best night. And Gonzaga just kind of gives like a, you know, an ish effort. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, let's switch to this uh, top, right. Uh, just so we can hit Baylor, you know, the second number one seed, um, Baylor coast to the final four, true or false. Nope. Nope. Okay. I think I think the uh, the the COVID pauses um, and just the amount of the, they're not the same team that they were before. It does not feel like they have the same momentum they're, in the slightest. They're really good. They're yeah. still really good. Um, but every team that they have faced since um, has really just been able to get to the rim against them, and that was not who they were before. I watched. So. Yeah, I watched a, a lot of them recently and that's i've I've just been surprised they, they felt untouchable and uh mm-hmm. it's it's been very clear they're not the same team uh north carolina wisconsin the battle of the teams that absolutely whooped louisville's ass uh <laughs> who you got there <laughs> i'll take i'll take north carolina i'll take north carolina they're hotter they're hotter for sure team at all yeah uh, people are penciling in winthrop are you one of those people over villanova absolutely love winthrop over villanova purdue absolutely north texas not. i i I'm just going to, I don't know enough about North Texas. I'm going to move them forward. Um, Utah state, Texas tech. It could be, could be an upset, but I'll take Texas. Tech. I'll take Texas tech. I'll, I'll, I'll take this Texas tech for sure. Arkansas and Colgate. I was a little disappointed. I had Arkansas in the, in the, uh, in the, um, the Jerome and they didn't, they didn't really live up for me. I, I thought they were the, the hottest team going into it and, and must and didn't do enough. Didn't do enough. Um, Colgate's a weird team because they score a shit ton of points and they absolutely play at a frantic pace. Um, But yeah, I'll take Arkansas. Let's take Arkansas. Just Colgate. They're 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 like not from a conference that I think there's a lot of upsets from. Uh, Florida, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Uh, How do you feel? Ohio State. Nah, I, I I could take it or leave it. I mean, Florida lost to Kentucky, so I got no faith in them. Uh, <laughs> um, is Baylor, North Carolina? Is that where you see Baylor dropping out? It is. You're you're ready to believe in North Carolina again, Chris? You said it, it in the Discord. It, it, you weren't sure. 
<laughs> it's not just it's not just like them playing North Carolina that I'm like want to say that you know that they're not going to coast to the final four but it's the probability i'm going to pick purdue over winthrop so i'll say that right okay um it's it's the probability of them playing purdue in north carolina and just back back -back. games and even even though there's obviously a break between there i think those are two teams that are uber physical and just really beat you up so if if they don't lose to north carolina i'm gonna have them losing to purdue um but i will take i will take north carolina i think caleb love is capable of one of those games in the tournament where you're just like, whoa, this guy's an NBA player. He's been super up and down this season. Um, He looked awful in his last ACC game. He did. He looked good before that. Um, And I just said said that you need good guards against Baylor because you need to get to the rim. And I think he is capable of having that moment. And if not, um, I, I think Travion Williams is a superstar, and he beats them. But I'll take North Carolina over them. Take North Carolina. Uh, shout out to Winthrop, though. Uh, Texas Tech, Arkansas. I'm, I'm leaning. Uh, I just I don't know one. what it's to like think a, about it's this. It's really hard. I don't know what to think about this Texas Tech team. I, I I feel like I'm I'm high, I'm always really high in Chris Beard. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Arkansas. I think that this is a, that's a fun matchup for me. That's like a you know these guys are gonna be coaches like great coaches for like the next 15 years matchup, which uh, is 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 fun for me. Um, same I guess with with Virginia Tech and uh, Ohio State, but I think Ohio State really showed. Um, in, in this in this big big tech tournament, and I, I would take them there. And I'll go ahead and take Ohio State to go to the um, go to the elite eight there. Chris, who you got? UNC, Purdue, Purdue, Purdue. I'm 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 high on that Purdue, and I feel so weird putting my faith in Matt Painter. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> are you are you taking Matt Painter to the Final Four, Chris? I am taking Purdue He's take, to the Final Four. Pur- Purdue ever, to the I Final believe. Four. Well, his first ever. All my engineering friends I work with are going to love you for that. Um, let's move down to the east, the bottom left bracket, uh, with Michigan as the one seed. Um, how do you feel about Michigan? I... I Especially, I mean, I, I think there, there's such a question mark around Michigan, given Isaiah Livers is out. Um, I don't there seem to I seem to kind of reading between the lines. It felt like Jawan Howard was, um, you know, sort of a little bit positive um, in terms of, you know, he was glad that they picked it up earlier. So maybe there was a shot for him to play in the SLA tournament. But I, I don't know. Um, I think that will depend for me. I think he's such an integral part of this team. Um even though they've played pretty well, uh, I definitely I was hoping they'd get to play Illinois in that final, but they didn't. They can, didn't get a shot. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts on Michigan going into the tournament, Chris? Um, I have them losing to LSU, so I have two eight seeds beating a one seed. <laughs> All right, man, um, let's do it. <laughs> I, so, so that that game, you know, when I when I do a a bracket for money and I really get serious business, I'm probably not going to pick LSU to beat Michigan. But I think LSU is very capable of meeting Michigan because we talked about Isaiah Livers and people want to magnify, you know, his offensive outfit. But he is the he's the second best perimeter defender. Yeah, I was about team. to say defensively. <laughs> and that's that's not a good idea to have one of your best three point defenders out against LSU um, because they are capable of just lighting it up. They're also capable of looking awful. Um, so that's one of those games where you just have to tread lightly. 
Um, but I, I think Will Wade gets it done, man. I think I, I feel terrible for Jawan Howard. I feel terrible for Isaiah Livers, but I'll take LSU in that game, man. Yeah, that's a that's fun. That'd be uh, that, that's going to be a fun one. I think LSU really showed they could play in that SEC tournament. Uh, another, another thing, another thing is it's like I don't think Michigan's going to go to the Final Four. You're looking at Michigan beating like Florida State, maybe Colorado, right. Texas, maybe maybe UConn. I just don't think they're capable of doing that without a Zay Liver. So I think if you take them to lose early in like one of these bracket challenges, the risk out, the reward outweighs the risk. Boys, if, you, if you hit one of those, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to probably have an advantage over a bunch of people. So definitely, uh, Chris, uh, Colorado, Georgetown. I feel like a lot of guys are going to come in I, with this Georgetown, loving this Georgetown team. They were super hot in that Big East tournament. They looked fantastic. Reminds me a little of the Syracuse Gary McNamara team that looked fantastic coming out of the Big East tournament. And now they're going to come into this this first round of the tournament. And I, I don't trust them. I don't I don't I feel like the, the magic runs out when you leave Madison Square Garden in those those situations. So I'm going to take Colorado, even though they had a pretty I think the the Pac-12 tournament was uh, was between them and Oregon to win, and neither of them wanted to do it. Um, but I'm going to take Colorado there, and then Florida State. I think we probably both agree. You know, shout out to UNC Greensboro team, Louisville should have gotten to play, but didn't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Florida State, I feel like we kind of both. Uh, I imagine, unless I'm speaking out of turn for you. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you on both of those. Uh, the six over the six eleven game BYU over the winner of Michigan State UCLA, which I feel like Michigan State's going to win that game. Um, yeah, I'll take I'll take either one of those teams. Uh, okay, to beat BYU. Good. Uh, I think we. It sounds like you're pretty high in Texas. So I'm gonna go Texas. You take ten, Texas to the Sweet Sixteen. Yep. Uh, going down to UConn over Maryland. UConn versus Maryland. Where, where your 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 energies lie like UConn again I'll, I'll take a I'll take the one and done player in a situation like definitely that. Um, and yeah I'll roll with, roll with uh, we're gonna roll the tide over Patino's Iona team no whoa upset of the tournament Alabama oh man loses in the first round if you're to gonna be in a bracket up. challenge if you're gonna be a bracket challenge in this city everyone's gonna have that. that yeah and i, and I hate <laughs> that because i legitimately think iona has a chance i said at the first opportunity that i was going to fade alabama and all it takes is a very good rebounding team and alabama to have a bad night from three-point range iona is the best offensive rebounding team in their conference wow. they're the second best defense defensive rebounding team in their conference Alabama, if they're making threes, they're going to beat Iona by 20. But I'm taking Iona to win that game. I don't care. Interesting. It's gonna that's gonna be everywhere. I know it is. Well, we can we can put in Bama for the for the no 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 no. I no we're dude we're having fun we're having fun. This is for okay. the pod. Uh, shout okay. everyone in the chat and, and join. Uh, Chris, let me run this by you. I don't know if you're looking at this chat. This yeah, is a good I'm, I'm question. Looking at I see what's going on. Just, just, just Nick Tank, the UK fan, just absolutely battling everybody. Shout out to Nick Tank. Uh, who, what was this? Would you, or from Floyd's Fork? Would you rather have lost to UK and made the NCAA tournament? 
I think the answer is, uh, yeah, is I, I God damn it. <laughs> I just wouldn't. I I think the thing is this UK team is so bad. Like I like that's just like if UK was good, I would have done it. But I, UK was so bad, we could have lost them this year. Like yeah, just by the, no the whole the whole situation going into that week, you already know how it was with me and how much it annoyed me about like the mental gymnastics that people had to do and like not watching the game and all that shit. So I probably would have took beating you again, not knowing now like the capabilities of this team and, and everything else. You want to say Louisville had a final four quality team, then no, but no, yeah. Um UConn and Iona. In this the bottom of this bracket, uh, I, I got UConn. I'll, t- I'll take. I'll take you'll take UConn. You're done. You're done with the Patino, the victory ride. Um, yeah. Colorado State and, and Florida State, or Colorado and Florida State. I'll take Florida State. Florida State versus LSU. So fun, dude. That's gonna like, be. That would be an absolute magic game. I think Florida State and Michigan would just absolutely be. Yeah, just either, basketball. Either, that's what I was gonna say. Just at basketball ecstasy. Either one of those games, uh, I would say would be fun, but I'll take Florida State. Texas and UConn. I'm leaning Texas. I'll take Texas. I said I wasn't going to put Texas or Florida State in the Final Four, but here we are. <laughs> Texas or Florida State in the Final Four, Chris? I'll take Texas. I, I take Texas as well. Okay, last bracket. Talk about the athletes, though. Holy shit. Just a lot. Look at this. Gonzaga, Purdue, Texas so far. Let's see who's coming yeah. out of the Midwest. Uh, I think we can agree Illinois is going to win their first game. Loyola, Chicago versus uh, Josh Pastner of Georgia Tech. I'm going to go Georgia. I, I don't know about you. I want to go Georgia Tech because the committee clearly made this Loyola, Chicago versus Illinois. That's what yeah. they wanted. And Josh Pastner yeah. isn't going to let that happen, Chris. <laughs> no, I I think uh, I think that's going to be a a good wagering opportunity for a lot of people because I think that's going to be a the public is going to jump all over Loyola, but I think Georgia Tech's a better team, so I'll take Georgia Tech too. Uh, Tennessee, Oregon State. I think that Oregon State team is trash, and I'm so pissed that they're in the tournament. So I'll take Tennessee, even though I think Oregon State is good. in the tournament and Louisville's not. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Win. That's it. Uh, Oklahoma State and Liberty. I'm going Oklahoma State because I'll never pick Liberty to win. I'll never pick Liberty to win anything. And uh, that's for a variety of reasons. Some of them personal, some of them not personal. Uh, (laughs) uh, Syracuse and San Diego State. I don't even want Syracuse shouldn't be in this tournament. Uh, Just let's go there. Uh, West Virginia, Moorhead State. Do we believe in another Moorhead State upset? I don't. I don't. Not West Virginia. Um, Clemson and Rutgers. Well, it sounds like an awful basketball game. That's going to um, be terrible. But I'll, I'll take Clemson. Houston over Cleveland State? Really good Cleveland State team. Probably would be closer, but I'll take Houston. Okay. Uh, Illinois and Georgia Tech. Passner, can he figure it out? He can't, unfortunately. It's I think Illinois, I, 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 I'm ready to put my 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 basket behind Illinois, even though I don't think they're going to win the tournament just because a big 10 team doesn't. I just have so much fun watching that team. They're just a fun team to watch. And they're clearly, they've got guys that are likable. Um, You know, Dorian is fantastic. Just it's, it's fantastic. Um, Tennessee and Oklahoma state. 
I'm not letting Rick Barnes deny us of potentially the best game of the entire tournament. Cade, That's man. not going to happen. Cade is going to will I this need, team to the Sweet 16. I need that game, too. I'm I glad, need, I'm glad I we agree. I need Cade versus Io so bad. Uh, San Diego State and West Virginia. Another really good game, um, but I'll take West Virginia. Press Virginia moves on. Houston versus Clemson. The battle of two teams that owned Lamar Jackson. My first gut says Clemson, actually. Really? But that can go terribly. Let's go weird. We're here to get weird. Uh, Let's go West Virginia Clemson before the other game. Uh, so I'm going to take West Virginia. Yeah, I'm not putting. I, I don't believe that Clemson team's all that good. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I think they're I, just a, they're just a weird match. They're a weird matchup once for people. Had, once you've had like a week to prepare, I think you're a lot better off. Cade versus Io, dude. That's just gonna that's be going a to be just flame. That's man. gonna be but so I, fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Illinois. Okay, Illinois over West Virginia. Yep. Okay. Two Big Ten teams in the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Who we got so in we, this Final so Four? We, we Our have, Final Four have, is Gonzaga, have, Texas, Purdue, Illinois. Who do you got in Gonzaga versus Texas? I'm going with Texas. <laughs> what an upset. I just, I, just, I just think that, like... That moment for the the whole like I think Gonzaga is good enough, but I think the whole like they're overrated. They always choke. I'm and gonna like, pick against it, Gonzaga it, it, to, it, it, to, it to fucks with you, dude. Like, I'm gonna I, I pick against them until you. they win the the title. Like I'm not gonna pick them to win the title until they win the title. I will be wrong that first bad, year. <laughs> that's just a bad team for them to play. Like that's a team with a shit ton of athletes. That's a team that's going to like they're you know like they're a cutting team. They're a team that's like used to to running really smooth offense. It's a team that's going to like bog that stuff up. I'm gonna take Texas. Okay, that's uh, that's that's an upset, but I don't hate it. Uh, Purdue and Illinois for that second spot on championship. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Illinois. Um, I'll it, take the the co- the coach there. I, I think and then in, uh, really, really good. Texas versus Illinois in the national championship game, Chris. Who you got? I got Illinois, dude. Your national champion the is team. Illinois. I think they're the best team in the country. They're going to go seventy-eight to seventy-two. Illinois. There we go. Uh, we're there's in. The, we'll the split this. That wins the uh, that wins the million dollars. There. We'll forever. split this money. Um, you know, we'll split this money after we win it for sure. <laughs> that was a fun exercise. Shout out to everyone in the yeah. chat. Uh, we'll answer some questions before we run this thing out. Uh, I did really quickly want to pull up. Uh, I did see this at Caroline Darney, who's, you know, UVA um, reporter. He said that the majority she said the majority of the team. Well, Tony Bennett, the majority of the team is in quarantine with contact tracing. Says the team is working with the NCAA to follow all protocols. I know this sounds super dire, but it's actually what we expected. They won't be able to practice in, until thir- before Thursday, but they've been getting negative tests back, which seems good. Um, and that's that's another thing with that, like Virginia, Ohio stuff is like you have to really look at some of the teams that are going to be practicing. I think you, that matters. Like that's that Ohio team has a really good freaking point guard. Um, 
So yeah. Um, yeah. You want to take a few questions if anybody has any, I just sent out another tweet for the people that left, um, during our, our tournament exercise, if they come back in, and, and <laughs> they don't want to hear us. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the COVID stuff would would be pretty insane if, if something like yeah. That so there's a um, you know there's an opportunity for Louisville to still make the tournament. Um, let me pull up that list. Uh, I think it was the. The state of Louisville had it. So the rules behind the 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 COVID, the teams that Louisville could replace because they are the number one replacement team. It has to be a team that has that is from a conference that has multiple representatives. Um, if it is a one bid conference, then the second place conference, the second place team in that conference would then be the, given the opportunity to replace. So I have yeah, it up here for really everyone in the chat. So, I mean, just think about any major conference team, um, you know, there's there's a whole list. The state of Louisville, uh, shout out to those guys, put out that entire list, and um, that's available to you there. But I mean, you know, everyone from the SEC, you know, ACC, Pac-12, all the you know, all the way down. I think probably the the A10 is probably the smallest conference. I think right because they have Drake and uh, and um, and Loyola Chicago, right? Those. Yep. I think those are the only. The Mountain West would have two as well, right? The Mountain West two. has two, but like the A10 is kind of like the lowest quality, I think you would say, conference. Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry, St. Bonaventure and Drake. No, Drake is Drake is okay. the Mountain Missouri Valley. That's what it is. The Missouri Valley is Loyola, Chicago, and Drake. Um, so mm-hmm. that's probably the lowest quality. Like, like Gonzaga wouldn't count because the West Coast Conference doesn't have another bit. So, gotcha. Um, <laughs> so keep that that's, in mind. That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny that if Gonzaga didn't make it, like a team that would be like a 15 seed or 14 seed would then be the number one seed in that in that bracket. That's pretty wild. Do you think? Do you think? That's kind of a dumb question, but you don't think there'd be any weird situation where a team has five players available and they say, you know, we're we're not not going to play with five players. Like I feel like all of them would play with five players. I don't right? think I don't think that would be. I don't think that situation. Like they would they would uh, drop out. Like I just think as a team, like you you're gonna enjoy. You're gonna know. No, I'm saying they wouldn't. Like I like you know you're okay. in the tournament. Like you're just gonna play this game. Like you, like if you had four players, maybe. Like if you had four players and walk ons, maybe. I don't know. You know, like I just yeah. I just don't see a team doing that. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't do it if I was a team. I wouldn't. But we'll see. I think the you know the issues. It looks like both Kansas and um, Virginia are, are are gonna get in by the skin of their teeth into figuring this out. So I don't know. Um, and uh, it's 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 just gonna have to be a team that randomly shows up and has a positive test. I think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. It will have to be a team that. Because keep in mind that they're like teams that are driving in, they're driving in on multiple buses. And I'm sure these teams are all quarantined. Um, So I wouldn't I don't I saw some, you know, uh, a a doctor friend of mine said he thinks about 10 percent chance. So I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't be thinking about that. Um, 
But we sit, you know, we can sort of kind of chit chat while questions are coming in. Floyd's fork dropped a question. Uh, I'm wondering if the fan base will root for Patino or what percent of the fan base rooting for Patino or for Iona. I'm let me let me let me go on an Iona rant. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just go on your rant because I, I hope the people that bought the shirts can return them within the return policy once they can beat in the tournament. But <laughs> I I I get it. I get you know the the charm of being happy for Rick. You know, watching Rick, he's so freaking entertaining. He's uh, I you know we were talking. I was talking with some buddies. I'm willing to say he's the third best college basketball coach of all time. Wooden K. I think Patino has a shot there at four or three. I, I think you can make that argument. Maybe Dean, you know, Dean Smith. So what? Yeah, Dean Smith the third probably right. So Patino at four. Yeah. Top five college basketball college basketball coach of all time. I get it. It's easy to do. It's hard for me to enjoy that at this point in time and where we are, especially I mean, even even before the the not making the tournament part of it, given what happened and given how things have gone down and the fact that we still have that cloud over us, that cloud is still over this program. We are still waiting to get our asses slapped by the NCAA and by Indianapolis and Mark Emmert and whoever the hell and this IARP, whatever the hell that is. So I will admit it. I was, I was pissed. I was, I was frustrated seeing so many Louisville fans, seeing Louisville fans, seeing people now saying, Oh, go Gales. I guess I got the Gales to cheer for. Hell no, dude. Hell no. Part of the reason why we're in this situation is because of the way he left it. And I don't know if you noticed, Chris, he was more contrite about the Louisville situation in the post game for that win than he's ever been ever. I was, I was, I was shocked, floored by it. Absolutely floored. And I retweeted that video and I hope that everyone watched that because he said I should have been fired. And he even says I've said it all along, which Rick you know, that's a Rick thing. You know, all love to you, Rick. You did say that. Right. You should you should have been fired. And he was right. He agrees that he should have been fired because he trusted the wrong people. And if this had happened five years from now, I would have been in, man. I would have been I would have been clapping. You know, you know, we have maybe we have a, a two year postseason ban behind us. Everything's behind us. We're moving forward. It was the right move to make at the time to get rid of Rick. And he agrees. But it was it's just frustrating knowing that Louisville is where they are right now in a lot of ways because of Rick. And um yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I it don't just, think it I just kind of grinded the, my gears. It just kind of grinded me up, and I get it. I, it's just me being me. I don't get mad about those types of things, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I mustered up the energy to give like emotional rants about this before, and I'm not sure <laughs> I have it today. Um, but I, I, I definitely fall into the camp of wonder if these people are going to have the same energy that they have for Rick Bettino now when Louisville gets another postseason. Day. Exactly. And I saw and I, I did. I think it was I think it was Nick Coffey tweeted that out. It's like I'm going to like I'm screenshotting these because I want to see y'all's reaction when that comes down. Because it's just it's it's he's a part of it and i'm glad it's it just sucks the way that this works that he he there's been no punishment for for him and louisville is innocent people and even rick said it innocent people are going to get hurt at louisville because of me so i don't i'm not about cheering i i you know i'm i'll there'll be a lot of picks for the gales i'm not going to root against rick i'm not gonna i'm going to be ambivalent to it um but i'm sure as hell not going to 
put on and I own a shirt. I'm not going to pop champagne for it. Like I, I feel like I saw some people do it. And if that upsets you, you know, if that upsets you, I, I, I get it. I understand it. You know, he did a lot for us and that's fine. I just, I, I'm not, I think that I could get to that place in five years. I'm just not there now. So it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think again, you're, every single one of these people are just going to absolutely like destroy Rick and a year from now. So, or whatever it is, two years from now, it'll probably be, I mean, shit, it's probably going to be three or four years the way this, this stuff's <laughs> um, uh, any other, any other questions from the chat before we wrap this thing up? Uh, any thoughts from you, Chris? Um, this has been fun. <laughs> yeah. My thoughts are, Go get some shooters. Uh, <laughs> the 69th, uh, the 69th podcast episode for the 69th team. We we'll uh, have to put a screenshot of our bracket up on the uh, on the Twitter so we can just. I will the, do uh, the little print the my hay. bracket thing. There it goes. Okay. I'm gonna landscape it. Shout out to that. Uh, shout out to why, did, why didn't anyone take it seriously when I told you Mitch would do you this way? Uh, shout out to Nick Tank. I again, I don't know, man. Just I don't, I don't think he pulled the trigger, but I think he was in the background, kind of stroking his chin. I, I don't know, you know. I, he definitely didn't argue on behalf of Louisville. <laughs> I think um, this, 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 this might be like good enough for Kentucky fans to pull this move. That he may be able to get away with not selling alcohol, Kentucky, for another four years. <laughs> uh, I did see that he was going on ESPN Radio with Matt Jones, and I'm gonna have to go find the recording of that. Just, just, dude, to, but, Bob, just to Bob hear. Valvano, Bob Valvano was on the radio with matt jones during this election show no absolutely uh, tremendous content i heard that today um because i was listening to the ohio state game right on um on the radio i was driving i'm in columbus now actually fittingly um and right after they went off the air i heard bob valvano and matt jones on the nationwide radio together oh so they my. listen they watch and listen to this election show together just <laughs> just perfect man oh that's i'm gonna listen to bob tomorrow for sure just to get that experience out of him uh, that's that's fun uh but shout out thanks to everyone who came in live thanks to everyone who's listening on the podcast uh i think we'll 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 probably have another pod before we, you know, for us to wrap up this deal and uh, kind of break in, you know, I think, you know, as as sort of things change with this team, I'm definitely, uh, you know, if anything does change, we'll definitely break into that. But thanks for everyone for listening, you know, the entire season. Um, and, you know, I hate that it ended this way, but so it goes. We'll, we'll be here when it's when it's bad and when it's good. So. Go cards, Chris. Thanks for for coming in. And we will talk to you guys next time. <laughs>